Welcome to Talking About Midlife, where we talk about life living in a female body in our midlife. We talk about health, love, relationships, our inner world, aging, death, motherhood, and what it means to be a human at this time in the world. I am Kelly Sterling, and I hope you enjoy listening to these stories that I'm sharing. Hello, it's Kelly. Thank you so much for listening to this great podcast between myself and Anna today. During the recording of the podcast, we had a really challenging Wi-Fi connection. So there were times when we were talking where it was lagged, and then there were times where it seems like we were talking on top of each other, but we weren't. Alas, it was just our dodgy Wi-Fi. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome everyone. Today I've got a really interesting topic to talk about and a fabulous lady, Anna Costa, who is a conscious dating coach. So what struck me was I'm looking at a lot of my friends and clients and many of them are um, into looking for new relationships. They've either divorced or lost their partner and, I, and it struck me a while ago, I thought, wow, dating in your sort of 30s and 40s and 50s is actually really different and most people are more thoughtful about it than when we're in our 20s and our teens. And so I thought, oh, Anna, this is a great conversation that I can have with her because this is what Anna focuses on. So welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for coming. Mm, thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here today. Anna, tell us about you and what has been your pathway to focus on conscious dating and coaching in that area? Yeah, uh, so I started, uh, I started off uh, really this journey um, from like a personal quest, mm-hmm. trying to understand um, why was I kind of usually ending up in relationships that were a little bit um, toxic or dysfunctional or they couldn't kind of turn into what I wanted. But that especially happened after I I got married and had my first um, first child, mm-hmm. first son, and ended up kind of on my own without, you know, even see that coming. Uh, and of course, like later on when I reflected, of course that I could see it coming, but you know, sometimes we just don't want to see what we, what do we see? Yeah. Um, and I was thinking that there must be an answer. There must be something that I'm not aware of. There must be a blind spot or whatever. Um, in the reason why am I kind of attracting the people that are not good for me or the relationships that are not good for me or I don't know how to behave in those relationships to make them work Uh, and uh, as I was you know like just being in my corporate job because that's how um, that's what I kind of studied for in in my in my 20s to be um, you know um, like a financial um, controller banker things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. I ended up um, I ended up totally switching my career to love and relationship and conscious dating coaching uh, simply because my personal life path led me there uh, I I managed to 
turn around my life quite um, quite a bit uh, after you know ending up being uh, divorced and a single mom uh, in my early 30s I was 33 when you know I was kind of just in the beginning of my life when everything was starting my career was going great my corporate mm-hmm. career uh, but I was on my own with a with a three uh, three-year-old two-year-old um, son and I just uh, I just couldn't really get in peace with the fact that you know my life is now over just in the beginning of my 30s because um, you know I come from part of the world that is still quite traditional and it's like you are um, if you end up being a single mom that's somehow like a very nasty label that you have and kind of you're destined for a for a miserable life and so on. And mm-hmm. I really couldn't get in peace with that. Uh, and I made a mission to myself to really find the love of my life, find a man mm. that would be really a great match for me and create a conscious relationship with him. So attracting the partner consciously, creating that conscious loving uh, relationship and kind of starting my life over and starting my family over. Cause I always really wanted to have you know, I, I knew that I always wanted to have family and, and kids and I was like a big part of my identity. And that's how I started. I started, uh, you know, healing from a traumatic relationship through, uh, through therapy, through just like working out with personal trainer, doing all the body mind work uh, that at that time I didn't really know how that works, but I was mm-hmm. kind of working on myself on different levels. Mm-hmm. And ended up hiring a coach actually to help me uh, understand why was I ending up in those kind of miserable relationships when all other areas of my life were really going well. Yeah. And I was always like an A student, a talent. I was, you know, somebody who was always like kind of smart and all of these things. And I just couldn't figure figure that figure that out. So the coach helped me. Um, like see my negative beliefs and uh, whatever was stopping me from really truly believing that it is possible and attainable for me, which was a big part of the shift. And once that uh, started shifting, I mean, it took just like one season. It was like a spring and a summer that I started working with a coach. Of course, there was all the all the work um, before that with happy with learning and reading a lot about this topic uh, and kind of cherry on top was the coaching journey that really um, switched uh, my perspective. I started meeting uh, men, but at that time I wasn't able kind of to meet almost anybody. I was kind of repelling everyone and I was wondering why is that? There must be like something because I'm a single mom and that was one of my negative beliefs. But once I got read truly uh, out of that, uh, of that negative belief that because I'm a single mom, I cannot attract anyone because there will be always like women who are not moms or single moms and there will be always younger women and why would anybody love me yeah. or choose me? Uh, once I got rid of that, it really worked out. I was able to communicate my truth without shame because I was carrying a lot of shame and guilt around divorce around being a single mom around trying even to start something over because uh, you know I just thought like it would be unsuccessful (laughs) why would I even bother to start 
So once I ditched that, I, I met, uh, you know, I, I met in line like a couple of men that were really kind of, I think that's, I, I, was, I was also like a big student and believer of law of attraction. So I like mixing different schools of thought and tools in my journey. And uh, like the universe was always sending me like different men. And I was always like, yes, this man is good and it has that, but you know, I need, I need, I need something else or something different. So I was able to recognize what was kind of missing in a person and not getting attached immediately to somebody who would just like show up and show mm-hmm. some attention to me. Uh, and that's how I was able to consciously choose my, my current partner, who is now my life partner, my mm-hmm. husband. We've been together for uh, six years now and we're married and we have uh, another kid. So uh, my first child is, is also like, like his own child. And uh, we have um, a child of our own and we really live like a family. Uh, and that was really something that totally inspired me. Uh, like once our relationship started um, really moving in the direction that was kind of envisioned and set from the start. Yeah. Uh, this is when, when my, the light bulb kind of switched in my head and I said, oh my God, you know, now knowing all of this that I, that I know today, I can totally see how I was just like, you know, rushing into relationships uh, and you know, not really creating things consciously from the start or just like ignoring to see some red flags, ignoring to uh, recognize the truth or speak my truth. Uh, and once all that settled down, uh, I really made a, it was just like a calling from within. I need to go out and share this knowledge, all, all, all the path that I've been through and, mm-hmm. and the knowledge that I gained on this path, which was at that time, it was already like, that was back in 2015 when I met my, um, my now husband. And I was on that kind of learning and healing journey for about um, three uh, years. Mm-hmm. So at that time, uh, a year later, actually, I was already like four years into it. And I decided I really want to you know, become a coach, um, conscious dating, love relationship coach. And and help women uh, who are either single or divorced or single moms, whatever, but single, try to really consciously attract the right partner and create a conscious relationship, uh, which would be loving and, and whatever they, they envision it to be. And that's how it all started. <laughs> so after kind of living that, that whole thing and path on my own, it was crystal clear that this is what I wanted to do. Uh, it felt like my higher purpose, my higher mission. So I still kept my corporate job for some years until I was studying more about uh, coaching um, with the help of my previous coach and then went for certification and like really went deeper into coaching, integrated also uh, pieces of uh, sexuality. So I'm also a sex coach today uh, so that somehow this whole picture is uh, uh, holistic actually because that was also like a big part of um, connecting, right? We cannot ignore uh, sexuality and no. that's, you know, so foundational. human lives. So foundational and it's really important to, to be aware of that piece from the beginning because I think it creates like a lot of um, misunderstanding in, mm-hmm. in, a, in early stages of dating and relationship. So that's how I uh, ended up becoming um, a coach for... <laughs> 
conscious dating with integrated approach to mm. um, yeah, being a sex lover and relationship coach. It's <laughs> a great story. And I think, you know, one thing that I notice um, as we get older and I, with a lot of women I coach, and you and I tend to coach similar type of women, like a lot of high achievers who are out there doing their thing, is that, mm-hmm. a, that a lot of us want more conscious relationships, don't we? And whether you're definitely when it, whether you're going you know through the loss of a partner or whether you're like me and you're in a relationship it's like something that we want as we get older and it makes a lot of sense because it's the transition that we go through in midlife is we're seeking more purpose in our life you know deeper communications deeper relationships it seems sort of a normal part of the journey so why don't you tell us what does a conscious dating coach actually do? So if someone was to come to you, what what sort of stuff do you work with them on? Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, just, just to reflect back on what you said, it is so true that once we are in a relationship or like when we hit certain age, we look for like a depth, like mm-hmm. we look for deeper connection, depth in a relationship. So a uh, conscious dating coach, what does the conscious dating coach do is really helping um, a person establish, first of all, clarity about where they are right now, why they are where they are today, Mm -hmm. like all the, just understanding why perhaps some previous relationships didn't work, it was totally logical or normal that they didn't, and uh, what is the desire that that they have actually. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people, just get confused because they don't have this clarity of the desire and the journey they want to be Mm. on so that would be the first step so understanding what kind of a partner do you really look for what do you look for in a partner what do you look for in a relationship what kind of experiences what kind of values uh, you know should kind of be um, respected throughout the container of relationship uh, what are the absolute must-haves and what are the absolute deal-breakers. Uh, so having this kind of really clear um, from the beginning, it helps a lot um, with choosing the right person, uh, choosing the right partner for you, because we, always, we often forget that, you know, we are actually the ones who are choosing we yeah. in conscious dating uh, uh, i give back power to my clients because often they think like i have to be the chosen one and like yeah. everything depends on another person nothing depends on me but it's yes. not true no you're, we co- we co-create don't you're we chosen. exactly like as much as the other person is choosing you are choosing as well and uh, you have all the rights to choose and you have all the rights to know the things that you want to know uh so uh, that's the kind of the the first part of the journey clarifying those desires and um giving that power uh, empowerment back to women because i work with women right uh that they are the ones who who can choose and who can say yes and no to whatever they see in a partner or in a relationship so that uh, once there is like a healthy and clear foundation set, it's much easier than to build um, a deeper and more conscious and more loving relationship mm. than when you just uh, go with a flow without, without any kind of vision and big picture. 
Mm. So this is something that, uh, yeah, first clarifying all those kind of beliefs, I infuse a lot of, um, it's kind of like a mindset, mindset mm -hmm. coaching around it. Then we go deeper into uh, seeing what what could those blocks uh, be kind of where, where those blocks could be uh, stuck in the body because I totally believe in the connected body mind holistic approach mm -hmm. to coaching sometimes we store a lot of um, trauma not in the sense of like any big uh, like big traumatic events but it can be just like breakups that happen and we never process them through uh, and I help uh, I have women to kind of process all of that understand that integrate that and be okay in peace with that because a lot of people tend to drag some um, past relationship uh, blockage, baggage trauma yeah. issues baggage whatever yeah. and that messes up their beliefs about themselves and about other people that then does not let them you know shine fully in their truth and be who they are authentically because the main thing I always tell them is like you can you will only attract the best possible match for yourself uh, when you're truly yourself when you're like truly sharing your truth with the world because as as long as as soon as you try to like kind of hide something or cover up this is messing up the the way that you show up the vibration and you will attract something uh, fully um, matching to, to your own and frequency and then you won't be happy after that and the other mm. person also yeah that, that makes so, so much your sense your job is to take care of that yeah yes that makes so much sense uh, so there is like um, um, a lot of that and another piece is really uh, understanding the, the law of attraction that was one of the things that helped me a lot on my journey uh, kind of staying in that frequency of receiving of uh, attracting of abundance like not not being um, uh, I don't know, obsessed with with worries and and uh, yeah. negative thoughts because that would mess up totally the the way that you show up in the world the way that you let other people fully see you uh, and the way that you will be able to fully see other people because that's the first step and then well, after you're um... able to yeah, I guess yeah. with receiving, because we're so conditioned to give, give, give as women, like receiving is hard for most of us. And I think, yes. you know, I mean, I've worked a lot on that in myself. I know you have like, so there's sort of a, there's a cultural piece for women, isn't there? Like, it doesn't matter what nat your national culture is, but as women, yeah. we just give, we're just like completely not brainwashed I don't even know what the right word is but we are so conditioned to give and give and give all the time that is so true we are so conditioned to give and give and give all the time you know like I know growing up people were saying yeah you need to kind of know to do right things so that you can you know attract the right partner and get yeah. married and all these things all these silly stories uh, and we always think that we need to do something in order to deserve yes um I don't know a good partner love or whatever uh, but we don't really have to do much of a hard work as much as we need to stay truthful to ourselves and you know make sure that that we express that that this is visible that we are not mm -hmm. kind of closed and so a lot of a lot of women also close themselves off in in order to protect themselves that's like the most common 
pattern that I discover. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is like a simply defensive mechanism, but then it doesn't, it doesn't really serve you. It works against you when you're out there trying to meet the person that is really kind of matching, um, matching you on, on all different levels. So yeah, that's one of the one of the big pieces as well, as you say, like being being more open to receiving and not having that guard that is actually just like an armor. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't let people see us for what we are. Yeah, absolutely. So I imagine that dating, because it was funny, I was talking to a friend about this podcast yesterday that we were going to do it. And she laughed and she said, yeah, I guess in our 20s, we just float, don't we? And a lot of our, that attraction is driven by sexual desire, not actually consciously thinking about, you know, what, what are we looking for in a partner, being able to show ourselves. So it's actually a different conversation as we get older and a different formula and a different way of interacting. So what are, the, what are some of your suggestions for people around conscious dating like what are some of the things that you help them work through or, or how you know how to meet yeah uh, it's so true what you say that's what I first of all notice on my own path of you know choosing or choosing uh, the partner or like connecting with man it was just like you meet someone and then you kind of let yourself fully into it you just like focus on that one person because this is how you did it since your teenage time and in your adolescent <laughs> time, your 20s. And then the time passes and, yeah, you kind of see how it goes. Uh, and as you said, like, that is, that is a, an okay way of connecting when you are in your 20s or you're not actually maybe, you know, looking for... Um, something something steady it's like a different i don't say that it's wrong for some people definitely it works like they meet in their 20s and you know that works out but uh once you hit your like mid 30s and you're in 40s and 50s like that whole um that whole thing of connecting in that way kind of let it let it let's see what happens go with the flow it doesn't really work because it brings a lot of frustration in case we fail and if we fail like we only know if that we fail three or six or even more months into it because in the beginning there will be always like you know a lot of excitement getting Mm -hmm. to know each other so um a lot of women close themselves off Mm -hmm. uh like that and then when you are in your mid-30s or 40s or 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 older and you want to meet somebody uh, for like a long-term relationship because most of my clients are like that they would like a long-term relationship or marriage or mm-hmm. family or whatever uh, it just doesn't work to spend so much time exploring whether the person uh, is, is is right or not because like that we get as you say it's driven by sexual connection we get then emotionally invested all the hormones start working the bonding hormones oxytocin that is mm-hmm. released when we have mm-hmm. sex and then it's really hard to kind of uh, before you clarify, before you have this clarity that I was talking about in the beginning, really knowing what you want in a partner, in a relationship, having that kind of cleared off in initial 
um, stages of uh, or through throughout the dating different stages of dating before you go into an exclusive or committed relationship that will just cost you so much more afterwards if you go into intimacy because you will get emotionally invested you will get totally connected to that person um, emotionally and like how would I say like through all the intimately yeah yeah uh, absolutely our hormones you know that that's what they're there for really aren't they exactly yeah and then then it will be really hard when you realize that actually what you're looking for you don't really find in this person and then it's it's a hard decision of like should I stay and accept all these things that are actually kind of a deal breakers for me uh, or you know should I now break it off but then there will be a lot of you know heartache sadness pain whatever uh, so what would be the other way more conscious way and also more um kind of fair and uh, at the same time fair and transparent way is uh, going into uh into dating more as exploration explorative kind of journey you go and you don't lock yourself like dating only one person at a time Mm. because uh, this will help you uh, meet more people uh, and really not just learn more about um, the people, but learn more about yourself, what you like. Sometimes, you know, all this, the clarity comes also from action. We may not know what we really want in a partner fully and in a relationship before we allow ourselves to go out there and explore a little bit. Uh, and staying open, making it transparent and fair is simply you know telling all these people that you date that you're exploring that what you're looking for that's also part of the empowerment uh, journey that i that i work on with clients like being able to say what you're after because people are sometimes afraid to repel by saying i'm looking for a long-term relationship i want mm. to get married because they are um yeah, they're scared that they will scare off the partner but, you know, wouldn't you want to know that sooner rather than later after you are, you know, six months into seeing somebody and uh, fully emotionally invested and like having all those hopes, but you actually never discuss that with a person, you don't know what they want. You are always kind of afraid to state that or ask or, or, or really face the truth. So there is like a way of how we can communicate that that is not, uh, it doesn't feel like demanding or intrusive or aggressive, but at the same time, meeting different people and just, uh, you know, expressing our truth, practicing that and telling them that we are on this journey, that we are meeting and seeing multiple people. Some, some uh, uh, coaches in circle call it like circular dating. Uh, so there is even a term for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are just, you know, going out, meeting different, different men, telling them what you're after uh my recommendation is not going into um too too early into uh, intimacy and and sex because this really kind of all the hormones they blur uh the the picture uh, for you so it's like first uh you know First, everybody asked me what, how long we should wait. It's like <laughs> that is so individual. It depends. Uh, but just because I know everybody will have this question in their mind, I would say, uh, you know, first two three months 
um, you should kind of really try to get to know the person before yeah. you go into uh, into intimacy. And uh, circular dating is not about you know going out and then sleeping with all this man because that that is also like physically exhausting uh, and uh, like for me it wouldn't work it's all like personal I don't I don't say that it's wrong to do that but I do not recommend that because uh, yeah that would just like feel too confusing and it's better to just meet meet the person for who they are and what they are uh, in the beginning and that would also like be a great filter kind of natural selection for those men who really really want you because of you and want to be with you mm-hmm. in a long-term relationship and those who just look for a fling or fun or something like yeah you know temporary or on the side because they will not last two three months kind of courting you and seeing you and when I say two three months it doesn't mean that you need to be texting every day or seeing each other every day uh, you know you're just busy having your life you meet like a couple of different uh, people that come your way and you you just go out meet them more like I wouldn't say like totally as friends but something like that so it's not the point is not to go too intensely into it because a lot of people also that's one of the big hurdles that I noticed a lot of us uh, are conditioned that you know that the true love and the real love has to be really intense yeah. otherwise it's not it's uh, not like it's a soulmate connection enough. yeah 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 yes. it's yes. A, it's a cultural narrative isn't it and it's yes yeah. it is like you know c- c- kind of hollywood conditioning has to be hot and steamy from the beginning and yes uh, it actually it's not like i really nowadays believe that true love is more grounded and and settled and it can give you all these hot and steamy moments but with a lot of depth right yeah not just hot steamy and then like it stays kind of on a surface level that's why um you know well that's life like yeah yeah like life you know when you're in a long-term relationship you know life is moments of intensity and then moments of nothing much really happening and you're just kind of bobbing along you know and then you know intensity and sometimes it's beautiful love and it's deep and sometimes it's deep sadness when it comes to intensity or grief or you know something else that that's that's what life is about it's it's challenging so yeah that is true that's just like knowing how to how to navigate it without you know letting yourself be fully lost in that person that you met or like lost in a relationship because mm-hmm. a lot of people just like fully uh, surrender themselves but not in a way that is that is healthy like you always need to like be yourself not forget yeah. about your own life your own hobbies your own priorities that was there that were there just like a few days before you met this person you need to stay true you need to stay uh, yourself and then you know somehow slowly integrate that other person in your life because yeah. if it happens too fast too soon it, it will not be so stable it can be just really wobbly after that so that's mm. why i recommend a little bit of a, a slower process with, which helps you with you know taking time to reflect and being more conscious and when you are dating uh more than one man at the same time so it's just going out meeting them finding Mm -hmm. about finding Mm -hmm. out about them 
uh, you are not uh, automatically somehow you're not fully um, you're not getting too soon emotionally invested into any of them because you know that you know there are options and now I'm exploring and I am even telling them that this is what I'm doing because I want to choose the right partner for me and those ones who have like problem with that you know they like, go sorry <laughs> <laughs> they like I also like I always tell them just to give them permission to do the same like you're 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 free to meet other people like and date other people until you figure out what is it or who is the person that you really want to be with mm-hmm. so you know also like giving that that freedom and space to to people that you date without you know going in immediately into attachment because that early like too soon of an attachment is usually not healthy it kind of comes with wrong um, reasons it's kind of more like driven by jealousy or insecurity Anxiety. rather Anxiety. than yeah, yeah yeah rather than like trusting the process that you know by doing all, all of this myself and like and the person the right person will kind of you know stay and stick stick with me and we will kind of naturally select each other mm. So that is what I would recommend to all the women who are, let's say, in their 30s or mid-30s and plus, um, mm. like taking this, this different approach to, to dating, Don't, not locking themselves up with the first man who shows up mm. uh, and then just see how it goes. And then it takes usually like around six months on average until we really can know whether this can work or not. And, you know, leaving all the kind of important things to be discussed much later after we are already you know connected um, emotionally and intimately because that is that is not the right time to discuss that because then that can lead to huge disappointments yeah yeah and I guess you know you're dealing with um other people's heartache and baggage as well I was talking to I mean I've got a few yes. of my, my male friends who've gone through divorces and it's taken them I mean female friends as well but we've been talking about that but men in particular you know and it takes them quite a few years to get over it and um, a lot of them have said to me yeah yeah like I don't want a long-term relationship I need you know I need some time and space and I'm very upfront about that and I'm just looking for a bit of companionship and a bit of sex and I'm like, okay, well, you know, and I think that's fine. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, obviously that attracts a particular type of person and, you know, it makes a lot of sense to take some time. I like the concept of circular dating. It's, it's pretty interesting really, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, and the whole point is to really keep it, keep, be open about it like it's it's nothing wrong and I, I see a lot of people struggle with that it's like, oh but what are they going to think about me like I'm seeing a couple of men at the same time and all this conditioning that we grew up with you know yeah if you're like a wrong. woman and you're with too many men it's like you're gonna be labeled as a slut or whatever yeah. Whore, uh, yeah. and then nobody will want to be with you because yeah. you you will be yeah somehow wrong uh but once we pass that, uh, when we get into maturity and we pass certain age, uh, when we really, you know, can can own our life. I mean, I feel that a lot of women are able to break those 
those uh, conditionings and, and concepts that are actually not serving us as well. And there is nothing wrong. It's like, I always say like, it's like as if you're looking for a job. It can, of course, it's not the same, but you're applying to different companies. You're having interviews yeah. and you're not even telling them you're hiding, right? It's also not, not always like, cool, you're, you're hiding that, but I'm not telling you to hide anything. You're like, now you're opening a position for a long-term partner and you are like hiring. So you're like, you know, you're having kind of in, interactions and connection and conversations with different people. And you just simply want to see which one is the best fit. And you tell all of them that this is what you're doing. There is nothing wrong with that. So, uh, you know, once they kind of hear us, like, ah, aha, okay, well, that actually makes sense. Why not? And another advantage of using that approach, and this is where I can share um, like a piece of my personal story is once I kind of really uh, got aware of, of this concept um, and I, start, I was dating my, my husband at the time, I don't know, maybe four or five dates in, he kind of asked me, so are we now officially a kind of a couple together? <laughs> and that was so nice that he asked that because I found like, this was so rare. Somehow this whole, like, are we now together and a couple got lost, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Uh, and people just expect things to happen spontaneously and then they never have to discuss anything, which is yeah. like, it doesn't work like that. So once he asked me that, I felt that it was, I, I wanted to be with him, but all these kind of, um, you know, how is it going to be for us to be a couple? Because I was a single mom. I was having a lifestyle of full-time job, pick up um, my kid from the daycare and go home, you know, like all, do all the things, a bit of a playtime, dinner time, put him to bed. He was three, four years at a time, four years old, mm. actually, when I met my husband and um i wasn't have much of a social life um so just like a few times that i managed to go out when i had like uh my mom coming over to to help me and mm -hmm. like stay with us this is when um when i met uh, my husband like i went out to an like expat um, event just like connecting connecting expats because I, I lived abroad already mm -hmm. for like more, I, i've been living abroad for 20 years and like a lot of like expats hanging out and meeting new people so this is how i met my husband and few days into it he asked me this question i really liked him but i told him look i am not looking for a boyfriend for the sake of just having a boyfriend mm -hmm. because before him i met few other men uh that were just interested into uh you know occasionally meeting up and having sex or spending a good time mm -hmm. but i wasn't like being so much upfront with them what are my true desires and what is my vision for mm -hmm. you know being with a man that i wanted a long-term relationship or, or marriage or all of that so i didn't say that and they just took it as it is and you know we were together and somehow it didn't work like after two or three months you know once i realized this is not it or they realized oh she wants more yeah and then they just left so yeah. i told him i don't need to have a boyfriend for the sake of having a boyfriend i would only go into a committed exclusive relationship if this relationship will develop into something bigger which is you know having a life together home together building building 
family together because this is what I really, really want. Mm. And he did tell me already before in our first or second day that he is like, you know, now in the phase of his life where he would like to kind of, you know, find the right person and, mm. uh, you know, have, have a long-term relationship, eventually marriage and family if it works out. So I knew that he wanted that, but uh, we didn't really discuss it to the point like how is this going to actually work practically because like I'm from one country he's from another country we live mm-hmm. in a third country it's all like complex <laughs> uh, the complexity yes, yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so I told him I want you know I would like you to be really sure that you want all of this and that you kind of you know that we are on the same page before we make this decision so until then uh, you know you are free to like date other people and I'm just going to keep myself open for for the man that um, for other for other men that that um, are looking for the same thing until we kind of really figure out that we want that mm-hmm. and I could notice like, it, it took so much courage to say that because it's the first yeah. time that I actually said that because this can be such a you know repeller <laughs> It's also you being but, very vulnerable, aren't you? Like it's incredibly yes. vulnerable to say it's that. It's incredibly vulnerable, exactly. And this is exactly what my husband said later. Like this is this helps so much, kind of, uh, for me, like understand what I really wanted and made it so clear. So he just at that moment he was a bit shocked that I kind of gave him full permission to meet other people and that I'm keeping myself open until we really realize that this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kept, you know, dating, mm-hmm. meeting each other. Um, and I don't know, a few dates later, three, four, five, I don't remember, but it was about like two months, two and a half months, like after, after we met. So we were not meeting intensively because of my lifestyle, but mm-hmm. let's say once per week, sometimes twice per week, yeah. um, we would, we would, we would meet. And uh, then he kind of came up with a with the same question again. And this is when when I told him, okay, like I really like you, but how do you see this happening? And then mm. he told me, like, if you know, if everything goes well, we start uh, uh, life together, moving. Yeah, obviously he, he gave me more thought. Exactly. But he was then also more conscious and more prepared yeah. to step into a long-term relationship with a single mother yeah. and, you know, a child. Because we, he said, like, we would build a relationship, the two of us, and we would, like, in parallel create a relationship with the three of us, like the two of us and, and my son. Because, uh, you know, that also needed to be a relationship that needed yes. to be cultivated. For me, as I know, as uh, for all the single moms, it is super important yes. uh, that they're like new partner would have a good connection with their, with their kid. child yeah. uh yes exactly that is super super important and i just didn't want to introduce like every new man that came no. into my life to my child because mm. like, what would i say right so um yeah he he was clear about that and uh, he said that you know if, if all that we, we build that we we live together, we get married, and, you know, we, we expand from there. So he put out this intention in all those, in, in the end of the dating stage, and that's how we transition into the relationship, like committed or exclusive relationship stage after that. And only, like, after that conversation, 
I was really feeling good to be intimate with him, to sleep with him, to have sex. Yeah. Because by that, by that time, yes, we did make out and kiss. But mm. I was just like, you know, at the end of the date, we gave each other a little kiss. Uh, and that was nice because it was really conscious. You know, that, yeah. that's what the conscious, that's where the conscious exactly. part comes in. Exactly. So we didn't just rush into this relationship. But, you know, I was really knowing what I wanted because I did all this work you know, beforehand. And when I was so open and vulnerable with him, also sharing all my baggage story with him about my ex and a lot mm -hmm. of drama and mm -hmm. whatever happened. And uh, he was also like quite shocked about it because he was a single guy. He wasn't having, uh, you know, past he marriage or, kids or a relationship. Yeah. So for him, you know, this was a lot to take in. Yeah. And um yeah after after that so that's the that's the story that i wanted to share uh, as much as it repels it also attracts but you only need to attract that one person you don't yeah. care that you will repel all the others and that's where you need to kind of stop obsessing about it because mm. in dating as much as you want to attract you also want to repel because you yes. don't want to waste time especially when you're past certain age you look for a stable long-term partnership or relationship yeah you don't want to be just like wasting time endlessly with people who totally have a different vision or don't have any vision for have their no life. Vision. yeah there are a lot of people who have no vision and that's why i say you know, go out meet people tell them what you're after maybe you also don't know but this process will help you get to the clarity sometimes you will something will happen you say oh i really don't want that like and mm. i didn't even think like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. End up with i don't know this kind of an experience or this kind of a person sometimes we don't know until it happens right yeah well and it sort of strikes me is when you start from that position of being clear around your desires of what you're looking for and being able to talk about it it actually sets you up well for that in a longer term relationship yeah, it strikes me that, that that would set you up so well to be able to have the, those great conversations. And as you and I both know, it's really important to put the relationship first, you know, in the family dynamic and to be there yes. and looking up after each other because we, we have each other yeah. and, and we're role modelling that for our children as well, you know, in terms of how to have healthy relationships with each other. So I can see why it's such an effective approach and um, how it would be so helpful to people. Exactly, yes. And that's what I recognize like through all my journey. And I just said, you know, this sounds really good. It sounds scary, but I really want to try it because I've never done it like that. And it really worked for me and for um, a lot of my clients. And yeah, it proves itself kind of as, as a method in practice that it works. and you just feel so much more relaxed and and happy because there is no all the drama and hassle and uncertainty and this and that uh, and this is as you say what most of the people want in the end they want. so it's just like breaking through that fear of you know really exposing your truth about what you want and just you know waiting for the for the right person to kind of step up with, mm. with the same desires right being okay with the rejections or things if, if they don't work like people who just like leave because they don't like it because knowing that you know you just need to attract that one person uh, is what kind of needs to 
what keeps you motivated to to continue because yeah. i know that it can be hard to handle all the failures or rejections or whatever and we often make it mean a lot of things about ourselves when it actually isn't it's nothing right. to do with us everybody has free choice uh and freedom to choose and you know you don't want to be with you don't want to force anybody to be with you you want to be with somebody who really wants to be with you and this approach helps you find that person faster mm. so yeah it does work and as you say it's important to to maintain that uh, it sets you up for success because then you know you need to take care of yourself as an individual this other person will also know that you know they need they're already like a whole person and then you need to maintain that couple bubble right yeah. like you put the relationship first as first. you said yeah you keep that as a priority because then everything else is this a ripple effect of that? The way yeah. that, you know, you will treat your children, the way that you will show up even in your, in your career and work. If, if this like kind of a base is, is healthy and happy, it gives you energy Absolutely. to do all the other things in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise it drags you down. And I mean, we all know how it feels when you're in a relationship that, that doesn't work and it's toxic. It, it really influences every other part of your life. It pulls yeah, you down. Absolutely. It so does. Well, I could keep talking to you all day. <laughs> I mean, this is such an, I think it's a really important topic. And I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm not sure that a lot of people, it's sort of an intuitive thing. I have to do this differently, but I'm not, I'm not sure that many people know how to articulate it and you've articulated it so beautifully. What would be your sort of parting piece of advice for people who are listening around dating consciously? What's your one little pearl of wisdom? Well, uh, I feel like I already said that with like, what would be the different approach from our adolescent time and twenties, mm. really knowing what, were, what you're looking for in a partner and in a relationship um, and being able to stay that even on that, that dating app or, or website and even like when you meet people in person, not being afraid to say what you are after. Yeah. Uh, because as I say, as much it will repel people, it will also attract, it will repel the wrong people and it will attract the right people so really practicing sharing your truth like as much as possible as you mm. said be, being vulnerable like sharing really what you want in like opening your heart to the other person because this is what will attract the right right person to you. yeah it's so true that is so true Anna, thanks so much. If people want you to find so you, so what's your Facebook? It's the High Vibe Club. Uh, well, my Facebook, my I mean, I have that's the that's the Facebook group. The Facebook group is called High Vibe Life Club. It's like a closed face support group for women. Mm -hmm. um, my Facebook profile is um, yeah, facebook.com slash Anna Costa dot coach but anna is with one n <laughs> that's usually yes. people and costa is with k yeah <laughs> uh yeah instagram instagram is the same uh the handle is anna costa dot coach so the yeah. same as as facebook and, and website your... is anna anna costa coaching 
dot com. Beautiful. So I'll put Anna that in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thank thanks you. so much. That was super interesting. You're so welcome. It was really lovely having this conversation with you. I could talk about this topic endlessly. I'm really passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> interesting. I mean, we could actually almost have another conversation about the couple bubble, couldn't we? Yes, definitely. Maybe, maybe we should how do How to that. maintain that. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Lovely.